Oh my gosh, people, it is day five of the BFI London Flare Festival. Oh my gosh, already just in these few days, we have seen some spectacular films, people. We truly have, and we have another two for you today. So let's get to it. Okay, people, so big news for the BFI Flare London LGBTIQ Plus Film Festival, right? So, um, they're doing the screen talks. Yes, they are doing the screens talk series for this festival. And, um, film and television actor Russell Tovey will be part of it. Yeah, and as part of BFI Flair's The Maker series, conversations with award-winning filmmaker, journalist, and author David France, you know, and writer-producer Jay Garano Acaporta, you know, some all of the special events will be available for free for audience to access wherever in the world you are, right? And you can do it via the BFI YouTube, the Facebook channels, you know, it is all there for you, right? So, um, yeah, this 12-day event, which brings the best new LGBTIQ plus cinema from around the world via BFI Player to UK-wide audiences, will also feature discussions with the directors and BFI Flare BFI Flare programmers for the films Well-Rounded and Rebel Dykes. Both screaming at the festival, um, BFI Film Academy will also return with events for young creatives and the BFI Flair community can indulge in their love of trivia and the music as the popular Big Gay Film Quiz is back. And the BFI Flair FM will keep everyone moving to the beats of their favourite BFI Flair dance party DJs over on the BFI Spotify page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tickets for the features can be purchased via the BFI Flair website. Right, so um, there is a lot people, there is a lot to talk about, so with the screen talks, Russell Tovey will be, um, he's will be up on Friday the 26th of March at 7pm, right, um, now with the makers, you have um, the Joy Guerrero Acaporta, that will be taking place on Tuesday, the 23rd of March at 6pm. David France will be Wednesday, the 24th at 6pm. And um, then we have some events, right? So there's the well-rounded A Conversation. So that... That will be happening on Saturday, the 20th of March at 2 p.m., right? And um, you can hear from uh, assistant programmer Tara Brown, who is joined by Shana Mara um, and Candy Palamata, along with Lydia Okelelo. Right, so um, also you have a Dr. Charlotte Cooper, um, yeah, 
and uh, Grace Barber Plenty. Right, so um, that should be pretty interesting. Now, on um, the Sunday the 21st at 2pm, there is Rebel Dykes, a conversation. Right, so... um. Yeah, you will be able to hear from the co-directors, Harry Shanahan and Shion Williams, along with Atalanta Koenig, uh, plus the um, programmer Jay Bernard and Tara Brown. So, another very good, interesting thing to um, yeah be down with. So, the uh, BFI Academy events, so, um, Beyond Coming of Age, right, so that takes place at 12pm on Saturday the 20th of March, right, it's going to be a, a Zoom event, which you, you know, will have to book for via Eventbrite, Eventbrite, uh, the panellists will be Thomas Wilson White, the director of the fantastic The Greenhouse. You also get um, Thanasis uh, Tissipins, who directed Escaping the Fragile Planet. We got Noza Eke, who um, who is um, part of the alumni class from 2018 and Matthew Jacobs Morgan who um, is also from the 2018 alumni class right so you have that Um, then later on that same day at 3pm you've got family values right so this will be a conversation with Alexa Bacconi and Michelle Antonides. Again, that's going to be a Zoom conversation, right? So um, I make sure you get your tickets for that, people, right? So um, Bacconi um, directed Colors of Toby, and um, Antonides is the producer of Sweetheart. So, yeah. Right, so if you're a quiz fan, the Big Gay Film Quiz will be taking place on Monday the 22nd of March at 7pm. And um, it looks like that will be on the um, Facebook page. So, a lot, a lot to look forward to, people. So, make sure you mark those dates down and enjoy. Okay, people, so, had the information, now it's time to get into today's films. Let's go. I think sometimes a film really, you know, just nails a voice, right? Just nails a voice. You look at it and you're like, yeah. That, you've got it, right? That definitely represents, you know I mean, that period, right? Or those feelings. Or I have been there, right? When you, I think, really get that in, you know, in a film, it's great, right? But obviously, listen, there are a ton of different emotions and feelings, right? But... You know, I think sometimes things are shown and it's just so implausible, right? You just think, I don't even know who's, <laughs> you know what I mean, connecting with that. But, man, when it's done right, ah, it is a joy. And then also, right, soundtracks. You know what I mean? Like, listen, we have heard a ton of great soundtracks, but finding one that just matches up with a film, just right, ah, it is a splendid thing to see, and people, we have all of this, and so much more, in Sweetheart, 
So this is the new film from Mallory Morrison. You know, she, um, yeah, she wrote it, she directed it. Oh man, she um, has really just, man, just, I don't know, created something really great here. You know, it's, um, it's always, I think it's always a, just an impressive thing when you come across something like this, right? That, as I said, just manages to hone in to a voice, right? So we start off and, you know, they're in a car, they're going away and, right, I think it's just the, the, the narrative that we hear, right? That narration, the inner voice, you're just like, Ooh, there's just something about it that connects with you, and you just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this, man. You just know that, all right, this is gonna be a good ride. You know what I mean? Now, it might not be for AJ in the car, but as a viewer, it's gonna be a good ride. So, along with Morrison, we had, um, yeah, a group of other talented individuals obviously right so um on the producing side of things we got michelle antonides adam antonides anna antotu andy brunskill lucy fenton pietro greppi phil hunt evan leighton davis angeli mcfarlane alexa war and Safriti Widajudu. The music is handled by Toy Drum. <sighs> I swear I've come across that name recently. God damn it. Oh, this is going to frustrate me. But that name rings a bell. It really does. Damn. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's going to bug me until I find out. Right. But the, anyway, the cinematography is Emily Arm, Armand Barr. And Matthew Wicks. Film editing is Keelan Grumbly. Casting Caroline McLeod. Ah, and our cast, right? So, um, yeah, this film is about young AJ, April. And she is played by Nell Barlow. Her mum, Tina, is Joe Joe Hartley. Joe Hartley is um yeah she's a bit of a staple at these bi BFI affairs and always always does a splendid job, right? So um along with uh, you know her mum she's there with her sister Lucy who's played by Sophia Di Martino, um Lucy's boyfriend who's played Steve who's played by Samuel Anderson and her little sister who's played by Tabitha Bryan Dana right and um the other people here well I think our main other member of calf is uh I Isa I I Isa I God damn, like I've heard the name. <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to the name, but now it's just gone. I'm looking at everything like, how do you say that? But she's played by um, Ellie Ray Smith, right? And um, her lifeguarding colleagues, Nathan, who's played by Stefan Sinid, uh, Elvis, Spike Fern. You have um, Phil the Magician, who's played by William Andrews. You know, um, Gemma G, <laughs> who's Anna Antonides, and a host of other very talented people. So, um, basically, let's um, let's get into the gist of the film, shall we? Because yes, there is a there is always a point of it, right? So it is um, it's this people, right? So. The last place socially awkward 17-year-old AJ wants to be is on holiday at the seaside with her oh-so-annoying family. Dragged along by put-upon mum Tina, AJ is determined not to have fun. 
when she discovers the campsite doesn't even have Wi-Fi, it promises to be the worst week of her life. But then, a chance meeting with resident lifeguard Aisa changes AJ's perspective. Perhaps being stuck there with a no means of escape isn't so bad when there is the chance she could fall in love for the first time. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is um, Morrison, you know, who is another debut feature film. Right? It's a little coming of age, but it is funny it is sweet oh man it, it it is a really nice film you know you you're just watching it and you're just seeing these very awkward steps being made and also like i think we've all been you know you get to that point as a kid and you're just a bit like i am too old to be hanging with my parents, like, what is going on, right, what is going on, and then everyone around you seems to be, you know, in relationships, and all of that, and you have no clue, right, you have no clue about it all, but you're trying to act cool like you do, but you're just trying to work it all out, right, and that's what we're seeing, you know, I think it's the, the first time she sees Aisha's picture, it's just like it, it seems to um you know completely change things for AJ. You get that look like oh <laughs> and then it's like looking in the mirror, you know, is my hair okay? Oh, what do I look like? Oh, you know, oh, how's this gonna work? Like what's gonna happen? And it, it it's just hilarious just seeing it's just little things like that, right? Just these little tiny nods, right? Nods to that whole situation, you know, that just really helps bring this film alive. But like the interaction with the family and everything, you know, she just doesn't know. She like has no clue how to kind of integrate now, right? Gone past that point of her, you know, little sister Dana, you know, who who finds everything great and enjoyable. She's just like, I want to be independent, but I don't know how to be independent. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're seeing all of this, and I think one of the interesting things is, right, because you watch a film through a certain person's perspective, right, you, you kind of, I don't know, like her mum and her older sister, they're kind of antagonists, you know, to a degree, don't get me wrong, you know, she's not going up against Pol Pod or anything, but, you know, what I mean? like the opposition to her enjoyment of things, as it were, as the film goes on, you see that shift, right? Because she doesn't hate her mum or sister. It's just she doesn't think anyone understands her anymore. Anyone gets her. Like she's going through these different realizations in her life, and it's like confusing as fuck. You know, which is really demonstrated when she, um, you know, goes out with a few of the people that work at there, you know, Aisha's friends, the other lifeguards, and um, she gets asked, like, oh, do you, have you had sex? Do you think about sex? And it's just that look on her face, like, you know, being caught in the headlights, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, um, wait, what's being asked of me? Uh, I don't, how do I respond? I don't want to look stupid. Um, what do I say? And that is just, boom, like, you get all of that in that split second, you know? It's perfect. Like, the, um, the first time Aisha walks 
into the room and she sees her in person, right? She's having a crappy time, but suddenly everything just lifts. Everything just lifts up, right? And I think, listen, we've all been there. Now, obviously, everything is, you know, people are attracted to different people, different genders and all of that kind of shenanigans. But I think everyone, you know, has that experience, that first time of, oh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I like that person. Or I wonder if that person likes me. And it's, it, it, I just really enjoyed the way it's all captured here. And then we've got that inner monologue of her, you know? And it's just all the, all the little things that frustrate her. Like, oh my God, you didn't pack my favorite jumper. You know, <laughs> just stupid things that really mean nothing. Right, in the great minutiae of everything, they mean nothing. But at that point in time, at that age, this is bigger than the NATO peace pact, right? The, 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 the ramifications of this moment right here completely outweigh what went down at Versailles. You know what I mean? That's what that is when you are that age. And you get it, right? You completely get it. Oh, man, it's, I think it's a, a testament to the script, right? The script is very good. It's very good. Because it captures all of this. And we have, you know, these, these, these different characters. You know, like... Listen, you, you would definitely say AJ is probably the main character. But because of the nature of this story, everyone else gets a lot of screen time. They're a big part of this. They're pivotal to the story. And everyone has their own separate identity. They're saying their own voice. You know, even though she's frustrated at her mum and older sister. They're both completely different. You know, they're both coming at a different angle. Right? But then you've got Steve. Ah, Steve is a hero of the piece. You know what I mean? Oh, man. It, it, it's just, you know, he's there to help out. You know, you can see the love he has for Lucy. And he's just, he's always trying to help AJ. But not in an overbearing way, which is very nice, you know, very commendable. But, I mean, it's that chemistry between, you know, AJ and um, Aisha that works so well, you know, works so well. And, like, you, you are just, I don't know, I, I'm saying for me, I was rooting for these motherfuckers all the way. Like, all the way, like, oh man, that was like, that was the perfect moment. That was the perfect moment to lean in for a kiss. What are you doing? No, don't walk away. Turn around, smile. Ah, come on, go back, go back. You know, you are um, saying that throughout the film. <laughs> but th no, this is this truly sweet. It's truly sweet. But there are these moments as well that just, oh man, they, it hurts, like it hurts, because you remember, like you've been in similar situations, I mean, I think it's like an Elvis says to AJ, you know what, if you take the glasses off, right, if you put some makeup on, you know, just, I don't know, change the hair a bit, you'd look really nice, so he's just like, you just, Elvis is trying to be really nice, but he's just basically, he said, if you just change everything about yourself right now, <laughs> like, people would find you attractive. <laughs> I mean, Elvis, hey, Elvis has got some incredible lines in this piece, right? I, there's the moment when, listen, 
I'll, I'll help you. I understand. Look, if you want, just if you touch it, and you know, if that helps you understand what you want to be, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for you. Just touch it, please, please. <laughs> I mean, come on, it is, is fantastic. It is fantastic. Oh, and yeah, this, the interchanges, right, between her and her mum, you know, Lucy, Aisha, like just those moments, those frictions, you know, you're just like, oh no, what's happening? And then the awkward moments, you know, it's like, oh, do you have a phone? I have, I'll give you my number, phone, yeah, uh, yeah. Here. <laughs> but I think, listen, I think the great thing about this is, look, it shows all those awkward things, but it also shows that, listen, you can make missteps, right? You can, you know, say certain things, and in your head, you might think there is no coming back from this. Like, I have fucked it all up. But in reality, you know, there's there's usually a path back, right? There is usually a path back. And, man, it, it was just really nice. Just really nice to see the little wins in here. You know, like Tina. Tina having fun at the disco. That was, you know, great. Yo, the way, oh my gosh, like Tina looking out of the window watching AJ speak with Aisha was, oh, that was heart-wrenching. You know what I mean? You just like, oh, and then that's just the expression when they came back in. God damn. But it's just moments like that, right? The way the camera follows, right? Captured the furtive looks. Yeah, because that's an important thing, right? When you're telling a story like this, you you want to be able to truly, you know, show like the the heart longing moments, you know, the the fascination, the wonder, and they get it, right? They really do do that. You you get to see those little looks AJ gives to Aisha, you know, you get to see the wonder, and, you know, the realisation something is going to happen, right, the over, um, <laughs> the, the over excitement of a situation, I mean, all of that, like, you believe these are first steps of this kind, right, and I think that, Right, so that coupled by these fantastic performances. Now Barlow, like she's so good in this, right? And you think everything kind of revolves around her. So she cannot make a misstep. You know, she has to be on point. And she really is on point in this, right? Now, listen, Joe Hartley, we know, is always killing it. Like, Ella Ray Smith. Ella Ray Smith is, oh, I mean, you, you, you understand what AJ is thinking, right? You understand what AJ is thinking, man. But, like, Ella Ray Smith, she, she really, you know, I think encapsulates this thing, right? Of, listen, you, you're trying to be happy, right? You're trying to find the things that make you happy. And I think she wanted to, she didn't like AJ feeling in a certain way, right? So she does a thing, but I think then she tries to pass it off like, ah, you know what, I was impulsive, but, but secretly there's more to that. And you see all of that right, 
you see all of that with the body language with the inflection just all of these little things smith is able to give to the viewer right and everyone everyone plays their part in this you know everyone like lucy you know sophia di martido she really does a great job as the big sister you know but the big sister who's trying to help out her little sister even though right it can come across maybe as you know i know better right but you but you see like at the beginning like oh, i'm not calling you aj right but then as the film goes on like the different changes and the different pulses of everything it's you know it is great it is a great film people and as i said the soundtrack woo, soundtrack is you know superb it works so well with the film you know <laughs> people i cannot say you know enough great things about sweetheart right I, I i just think you need to see it right you need to see it i don't know if i've said this but it reminded me of a, a, a show that i remember watching back in the day it was called a the diary of a teenage hell freak and oh my gosh like i remember watching this show and just thinking damn this is so good right because at the time i think everyone was like adrian mole but i just like this is so much better than adrian mole i think this encapsulates like some of these feelings emotions and all of that and i remember loving the writing like and this just really kind of reminded me of that show right now i have i've never watched that show again like it seemed to air once and that was it so i don't know like if it was really as good as i remember it but in my head it was great and uh, this reminded me of that you know so people listen it is showing right it is showing all the way until sunday the 28th of march right 11 59 it's hmm an hour and 40 minutes right it's available in closed captions and audio description so what is stopping you from watching it right you're just gonna brighten up your own day people so you know seize it be happy and get some sweetheart in your life okay people so films man i just i really loved the way that they kind of center within you you know what i mean the emotions they invoke right the power of that moving image you know what I mean? the film can be from you know different countries right people that don't resemble anyone you know right set in different places different tongues but it's this thing right it's this thing that can still connect you and it's fascinating it is fascinating and also the parallels you can bring towards you know your own existence now something that i have just seen which whew, tell you it's still with me right now people right still with me right now and i think that speaks volumes for it but my first summer right my first summer so it is a film from katie found you know she directed it she wrote it it's an australian piece you know and um it is whew, it's very powerful right so as said you know katie she directed she wrote it's produced by alicia hinchuk and jonathan uf dahid okay um actually there's a few more people involved i think we need to give everyone 
a shout out. Okay, so um, Katie also produced, executive produced, along with Sean Miller. Cinematography is Matthew um, Chong. It's lovely cinematography. You know, pu- production design is Carolyn Shun. Um, and it's got a tremendous cast, right? So our, like our main characters here would be um, Claudia, Claudia, who's played by Michaela Kavanagh and Grace, who's played by Maya Stewardson. You know, so then we've got, um, ooh, like there's Detective Jones, Harvey Zelensky, um, Veronica, who's, um, yeah, Veronica is, that's, um, Claudia's mother, right, and that's played by Edwina Wren, and then Donna, who is Grace's mother, and she is played by Catherine Tonkin, right, um, there's Detective Croydon, that he's played by Steve Mazukis. um, then you've got Donna's boyfriend, Mike, and that he's played by Arthur Angle. Okay, so that is our cast, right? And, um, yeah, the film. What is the film about, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did, people, because it's this, right? Claudia, she's been brought up in isolation by her mother in a remote rural home, miles away from the nearest town emotionally unequipped to cope with her mother's suicide. Claudia Claudia hides in her ramshackle old house, her beloved dog Tilly, her only company until the spirited Grace breathes into her life. The two women very quickly form a close blend, teaching each other the joy that can be found in life and falling in love along the way but their idyllic summer can't last forever and as the adults world closes in on them is grace's love strong enough to keep claudia afloat so this is like found's first film and listen so this is the thing right i think every film that is shown within the Flair Festival, like, it gets categorised as queer, right, queer filmmaking at its best, you know, but I don't even think, like, something, like, these films, they don't need that tag, like, these are just incredible films, you know what I mean, like, I, I would watch this film regardless if it's showing um, as part of a queer film festival, yeah, I would just watch this film. You know, I would recommend this film to anyone, right? It is, oh, people, <laughs> like everything seems to be a motherfucking roller coaster, right? Really does. So with this, it so we start off, right? We we start off with um. Claudia, she's sitting under a table, right? She's sitting under a table and she is upset. She is really, like, just upset, right? It, and when she's sitting under the table, you understand she is looking for shelter here, you know? Looking to find some sort of security, right? And, I mean, before that, we do see water, right? There's, there's this imagery that will flicker throughout the film, right? And, and so we see this water and everything like that. You know, it's rippling. You know, there's a kind of... Yeah, there's something, you know, and, you know, Grace is running. She's running, she's wet. It's like... Something has happened, right? Something, 
So you just think something bad has happened because yeah, she's she's upset. And so then when we with her underneath the table, you know what I mean? It, it's just like what the fuck happened? Right? Because you know, there's upset and there's upset, right? You know what I mean? There's like, oh, you you had an argument with a friend to something horrific, right? Something horrific like what has just happened with Claudia. So a dog comes, you know, and yeah, that that's her companion, man. That that's her ride or die right there. You know what I mean? So we have this. So there, you know. Like, and I think Claudia is, like, you wouldn't say she's dour, but is very um, toned down, right, color-wise. You, 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 you know what I mean? Because she has been living in this remote place, right? So the influences and everything like that, it's just not there. And it's reflected in what we see, right? And the thing is, so she she then comes out and she starts to do things. Like she feeds Tilly. She goes to do some washing up. And like in the sink is a yellow washcloth, which causes this flashback, causes this memory, you know, so we have that. Then we, you know, we're back to the lake. We're back to the lake. And this girl's turned up, right? Girl on a bike. She's colorful as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Colorful as hell. Wearing a pink tutu. You know what I mean? A, 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 um, like a, a, a t-shirt with like a pattern on the front, colorful sleeves. And this is Grace, right? So she turns up at the lake and then she, she goes looking, right? She's concerned because, you know, there's stuff that she understands. There's stuff that she understands and, and knows and has her worried. Right, so, you know, she's, yeah, goes looking. She goes looking and she finds Claudia, right? Well, she finds Tilly first. Tilly leads her to Claudia. And, right, that's where it starts, people. You know, that's how they start to talk, right? They, they form this connection. And it's funny because I think when you first see them, you perceive that Grace is a lot older than Claudia, right? And I think it's just, it's that contrast. You know, Grace, like, she knows a lot. She, there's been a lot more influences that have impacted her life, right? She's had sugar, <laughs> you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So, you know, and it's in how she's wearing her clothes and just projecting herself. But really, they're not different in age. You know, and it's something that then comes throughout the film. That even though Claudia has lived in this isolation... There is stuff that she can bring to this friendship. You know, there's this stuff that, you know, Grace hasn't had, that Grace really wants. And I think that is the, that is one of the core things of this film for me, right? I, you know, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's what this film is about. And Katie found is like, no, it is not. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I think what I kind of read into this is, like, just that thing. You know, that no matter how intelligent you are, worldly you are, you don't know everything. And the people that can 
bring something original, unique, something that you need to a relationship, to a friendship, you know? So when they meet, you, you understand there's uh, so many things that like Claudia doesn't know. Like pink, does something small like a pinky swear. A pinky swear? That's what you call it. Yeah, pinky swear. Yeah, or purple swear. <laughs> you know, but there's stuff that, yeah, Claudia does not know. And yeah, and so it's, it's funny, you're watching Grace kind of put this knowledge into her, you know, pull back the veil. But it's, it's this thing because, you know, Claudia keeps on having these flashbacks. And the thing is, Grace was, you know, Grace understands. Grace understands. And as the film goes on, right, because what you perceive happened. Now, listen, you probably get it right, right? But the magnitude of the event is even worse than you can originally think you know you can originally think oh right so something happened but then when you fully gauge it's like oh no you know it's bad it is so bad and but the, you know it's not shied away from but it's handled in a way that is, look, it's not trying to water anything down, but it's playing it like some people may experience, you know, because trauma is a crazy thing, right? Sometimes you don't, you're not going to remember it right away, or you're only going to remember fragments and certain things, you know, certain imagery, sounds, all of that someone just saying something, it's going to bring shit back, right, and it's going to make you relive it, and, you know, get haunted by it, and that's what we see here, you know, it is portrayed so well, so well, you know, and I think that's, that's one of the things that makes this so good, right, it's one of the things that makes this film so good, is it's not trying to bludgeon you with this thing. It's, you know, just showing you this human story, this human understanding, this human need. You know, because you can look at it and be like, oh, it's, you know, it's gay, it's lesbian, you know, it's queer. But it's just like, listen, you can put, any gender of people into this film and it's the same thing you know it's the same relationship right we we all need this we can all experience this and there is these these just incredible moments right they're making jewelry you know and you know they they don't haven't known each other for long and Grace is just like, well, tell me something you like about yourself. And Claudia is, you know, quiet because, you know what I mean? Like, when people ask you that question, it's like, what the fuck? What am I saying? Right? But Grace is just like, well, I know something. And she spells it out. And then, you know, Claudia looks and she's like, wait, you think I'm... And then she writes something else. And you're like, you think I'm... You know, and it's just because the only person that may have just said that to her is her mum, right? She hasn't got that experience of the outside world, so you don't know, right? She doesn't understand, right? And so you get that. But then, you know, because we think, oh, great, she's, you know, she's this outgoing, she's this smart, this worldly young woman, but again, right, there's this, there's this moment between them and Claudia 
does the same thing for Grace. Like Claudia gives Grace something that she doesn't hear. Right? She says this thing and you just see Grace be like, wait, really? You know what I mean? It's just like, huh? I have no one says that. You know, and and it's just so powerful. You know, you're seeing this thing and it's just like, God that and you can all relate. Right? I mean, just imagine you're at school as a kid and you know, teachers are like, you're so dumb, or people just tell you you're dumb. And then the first time someone's like, oh man, that's really smart. Shit, I didn't know that. And you're like, huh? Do you because you're just thinking, wait, everyone said I'm dumb and huh? Do you mean so it's these it's these things that play out and it yeah, it's so powerful. But there's there's never a point where you know the story forgets the big things that happen. You know, that's still there and it still plays out and the trauma still impacts, you know. So that's like big. You know, because it all plays a part. It's all this tapestry of emotion, right? Katie Fowler's basically made this emotional quilt that envelops you and wraps you up, right? Wraps you up. And sometimes you might loosen it a little bit, but sometimes you really need that warmth and you throw yourself into it, you know? And it's just, man, there's these sweet moments. There are these incredibly sweet moments right and you also get that understanding now I don't know how Grace viewed her feelings and all of that her sexuality through before this moment right but I, you do seem to get this sense that there's this awakening this realization you know and you you see these moments of hesitance of like not knowing what to do not knowing wait should i act what should i do like what's the thing and i i, I think there's this moment in the bath and because i think up to that moment like Grace is, you know, she's just trying to help. She's trying to help, but she then sees this, I don't know, this bravery, this in, um, you know, Claudia. Like, the way Claudia will just do things. And I think Claudia's doing it because she knows nothing else. She's just been with her mum all these years right so claudia will just do things but grace looks at it like oh like i'd be embarrassed to do i'm oh okay and you 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 see her like kind of process it realize and just think yeah okay you know what i'm down with that you know and, and I don't know, man. That's what I, that's what I bring from this film. You know, that's how this film speaks to me. The acting is god damn. The acting is great, right? Because as I said, look, you've got these young girls. Hey, that sounds weird, but <laughs> you know, you get these girls who don't know, right? They they don't really have that life experience so they're trying to do these things and sometimes there's this fake confidence and everything like that but they're navigating right so we get to see that we get to see this raw naivety right we get to see this bravado we get to see this just undiluted realness 
<laughs> you know I mean? They haven't been fucking tarnished, especially Claudia, right? The first time she's had a marshmallow, the first time she's had flavored milk, <laughs> right? You know I mean, I think you probably see so much, so many firsts here. And, you know, these young ladies really give us these emotional peaks and troughs, this journey, this awakening, right? They give us all of this and you believe it. You believe Grace and Claudia are real. You know what I mean? You believe that these things have happened, are happening, and you are riding for them. Right? So we have this story, right? We have this thing unfold. And I think there's a part of you that really wants it to be able to, you know, run its course, but you know that how long can you keep something like this, right? How long can it be a thing? So the the conclusion of the film, it makes sense, but, right? But we are given this thing, this glimmer, and I love the way the film ends. Because there is so many, like to be like, and they live happily, would just be a bit like, Ugh. but then to be like, and they never see each other. Like, again, that's like, oh God, no. Right, so I think to end the film the way Katie ended the film, right, we don't know what happens next, right? it means that there's possibility. And I think that's what you want in life, possibility. You know, you don't expect to, you know, meet the perfect person, but there's the possibility that you can. You know, there's a possibility that you can find a great job, that you can be living in a great place. You know, that's where we live on possibility and the film yeah, it, it, it gives you that, right? It gives you that possibility, that hope. So, people, I highly recommend My First Summer. It is magnificent. It really is. It reminded me of, um, I mean, emotionally, this hits you like the greenhouse. You know, it really does, right? And it also reminds me of a film that I actually saw at the BFI London Film Festival in, oh gosh, I think 2018, called Princess Sid, which people, if you have not seen Princess Sid, it's, I know it's on Netflix. It's, last time I looked, it was on Netflix, right? It's magnificent, you know? So, yeah watch that you know, and and this kind of speaks to you like that right you know there's another film that i was called premature which is fantastic now it's older people but it's still that emotional rawness you know and, and i think that's the parallel that this film will have with the other films you know, you don't have to look at it and be like, okay, so like a gay film, it would, I'd say it's like, no, just film, people, just film, you know? So, yeah, if, if you can, people, people, watch My First Summer, okay? It is also available with closed captions and audio description. Yo, yo. It is, um, it's 80 minutes, right, so not crazy long, and, it, and it's just right, you know, at no point are you out, you know, you are locked into this film all the way, you know, so yeah, people, um, it is available to watch until the 28th of March, 
11.59. So um, you have no reason not to, people. Go watch it. Enjoy it. Leave a comment if you want. You know what I mean? Let us know how you found it. Okay, and go as you know, go to the episode descriptions, and all the information is there, so you can follow it on the socials, all of that good stuff, people. Okay, my first summer, people. There you go. So, people, there we have it. Another day of great films at the Beer Fight Flare Festival. And as always, people, remember, go to the episode details for all the links. Go to the BFI website, their YouTube, their Facebook for information on all the events and stuff like that that you heard earlier in the episode. Yeah, there's still another full week of action ahead people so don't miss out because oh there have been sensational films people trust me all right until tomorrow peace